Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and we've got a couple of things to talk about. Um, I just got off the call with Carl Durrell and Isaiah Lewis and Dimitri Stanley, and there are a few things worth talking about, and so uh, those are the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, today was the first day in shoulder pads, so a little bit of an update on the linebackers. Heard a couple things about the running backs, not all that much there really. Um, but uh, Carl had a lot to say about Levante Chenault, um, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess we got some names to run through in terms of Carl's standouts from the first few days. Uh, so yeah, might be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but. As I scroll through these notes, I start to wonder if I really should have said that. Um, real quick, though, before we get into all of that, I want to tell you more about the Colorado XOs. If you guys are rugby fans, then you should be paying attention to the Colorado XOs because they're doing something really cool. Even if you're not a rugby fan, then still check it out. It's still really cool. Um, what they're doing is taking athletes from a bunch of different sports uh, like hockey and bait i wonder i wonder what the weirdest sport they pulled somebody from like i'm sure there's a bunch of soccer players a bunch of football players and i don't know now i feel bad by calling them like weird sports because now i'm about to like list them all off but like i doubt there's a curler i doubt there's somebody who rode a horse and as i say that i realized I've i've had this conversation on this podcast before for the exact same reason but yeah like like are there hockey players because i'm not sure how much translates I'm going to do some research and get back to you guys. Point is, professional athletes or college athletes or I don't even know. I guess those are probably, that's the bulk. Um, they all are participating with the Colorado XOs and trying to learn the sport of rugby to ideally make the U.S. national team, which trains at the same facility, the Rugby Town National Training Center in Glendale, Colorado. Uh, cool stuff going on. Make sure you check out the DMVR Rugby podcast, DMVR Rugby on Twitter, and also the written content at thedmvr.com, which you can only read if you're a member. So uh, get a membership. Um, let's just dig in to this first uh, big chunk of notes. Uh, Carl Durrell, as he always does, spoke first. And I should actually check. I will do this later, but I'm curious. We're going to be hearing from some coaches other than Carl here starting at some point next week, I guess. Uh, we'll, we'll check that out later on in this show. Um, but... Open things up by saying, you know, it's the first day in shoulder pads. There was some good hitting going on. Um, and the big thing, it seems like the tackling technique and the fundamentals are completely different compared to where they were a year ago. Um, definitely, definitely what you want to hear. Um, 
you wonder as you, I guess, as we kind of run through all the things that Carl had to say, like, it sounds like things are going really well in a way that maybe in the past they hadn't at Colorado, you know, talking about this sort of thing. The tackling is immediately much better than it was at the start of last year. Um, everybody's knowledge of what's going on offensively and defensively, as we'll get to later, is a lot better than what it was uh, last year. And that was coming from Dimitri Stanley. So, you know, we're seeing some trends. And again, it's people who are absolutely biased, but even if they're looking for positive things, the fact that they're finding them, not not bad at all. Um, and that's the worst case scenario. So, um, yeah, good good stuff on the tackling. He said, like, again, they're relying on the fundamentals. They're, they know their techniques. They know how to squeeze the space. They're utilizing their help, their vice tackling, their open field tackling. All really good stuff and exactly what you want to hear on the first day in shoulder pads. Um, Carl then went on to say, you know, I think in general the defense got after the offense more than the offense got after the defense today. So keep that in mind. Uh, Carl also said that's what should happen in spring. You know, the defense should be a step ahead just because of how little changes. And, you know, on offense there's a whole lot of, like, timing and – while even though on defense there's a bunch of pieces that have to work together for things to work, it isn't you one person being one step away can be a problem, but it's not the same thing as like a receiver who runs a route two yards too long and then all of a sudden his defender is in this in an area where he can intercept. You know, it, it's just uh, simpler to play defense, I guess, and you boil down to it. Um, on in terms of the quarterbacks. Didn't really hear much today. Um, Carl said that he saw good things from JT Shrout, from Brendan Lewis, um, uh, from Drew Carter. And he said that actually Grant Cicerone, I never remember if it's Cicerone or Cicerone. Cicerone, I think it's Cicerone, um, is also getting reps. So that's uh, the walk-on sophomore, I want to say. So... Worth, worth keeping in the back of your head. Um, again, really good first week. No major injuries. That's what's important. Um, and that was what Carl had to say in his opening statement. Um, from there, we got into the questions. Uh, he was asked about the new calls, new checks, how that's going. And Carl said the defense likes the new scheme. Um, it's more player-friendly because of the fewer checks. Uh, you notice more communication and more confident communication, even just in practice. Um, and you said last year, it was gray. That was the quote. It was gray. Um, so good to hear that they're assertive and confident, and in they're much sharper than they were at this point last year. Even though what's crazy is at this point last year means three days into fall camp because of how weird that season was. Um, just crazy. But... Uh, Anything else there? Not really. Um, oh, I guess he did say, like, even even we will know, even the media will know when we go out to uh, a scrimmage or two and uh, watch for ourselves. Uh, I asked uh, whether they're still, like, cross-training DBs, which was a, a big thing last year, um, teaching corners how to play safety, teaching safety how to play corner, um, how to play all the different spots so that you gain all the skills, you get to see people everywhere, Um 
yeah, I asked Carl. He said, yeah, that's that's something that we are going to do going forward. It happens more now across football than it did in the past because there are so many unique offenses, unique defenses um, in the NFL and in college, he said. And so because of that, you just have to have a bunch of different pieces because at some point you might want to play one safety and then the next week play three safeties. And if that happens, then your safeties need to know all the spots in the defense so that they can plug in and plug out. And the same thing with the corners. Um, and so that is a thing going forward. Again, not a huge surprise considering that versatility is such a, I don't know. Like it's, I feel like it's a buzzword just about everywhere. Everybody wants versatile defenders, but especially at Colorado, we've heard a lot and we've heard Brett Maxey talk about the importance of a uh, cross training all of his defensive backs as well. Um, also said, you know, injuries mean that you can really be thrust into some weird situations and cross-training helps with that as well. Um, somebody asked whether the quarterback competition is good for receivers, letting him work with a bunch of different guys. Um, Carl said, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good learning curve for all the receivers to see all the different balls that the quarterbacks throw Um trying to get everybody to get reps, trying to let everybody develop. Um, you want the first-time quarterbacks, first time in the system to get some work. Um, he said, like, they're not, like, charting every play. They're not, like, saying, okay, uh, at the end of spring camp, the total count is, you know, 63% completions with however many touches, however many receptions. That's not what's going on. But what's going on is they're seeing what happens when each quarterback is on the field. Is the offense moving smoothly down the field? Is, is everything operating well? Or are there a whole bunch of issues or guys out of position? Um, how do the receivers respond to different quarterbacks? Um, so yeah, th there's a lot of good stuff that comes from that. Um, he was also asked about Vontae. I think Adam Munster Tiger asked, and he said the reason he asked about Vontae was because Vontae was the student of the month in the CU football program, I believe. I don't think it was the whole athletics department. Um, and so he said, you know, with everything that's gone on with the arrest, the DUI, other traffic issues, um, you know, is he back in the good graces of the program? And I, what Carl said was, that's an ongoing process. Um, give him kudos for all of his good work. He's growing up. He's a passionate kid and really, really did praise where he's at right now. And he said, you know, like in a whole bunch of different areas of his life, he is incredibly successful right now in a way that he hasn't been in the past. Um, he's doing a lot of positive things said like it's the best semester he's had in school. Not a huge surprise considering he was given that award. Um, he's been doing a great job training. He's been doing a great job in practice. Um, he's uh, he even said later on, actually the next question was, you know, with Katie Nixon gone, your, your vocal receiver, have you seen any leaders? And the first thing Carl said was, Vontae is one of the leaders. Um, he's trying his best. He's consistently doing a lot of positive things. And like I said, in a lot of areas of his life, uh, he said it's a talkative group. Um, Dimitri Stanley fits in there as well. But good, good to hear that because Carl had some like very positive things to say. And again, it's tough when, you know, the issue is it was about every two or three months, there was something that popped up there and it was a half a year, nine months or whatever it was. There was a really tough stretch for Vontae. You hope that that's all it was, and, and he's learned from it, and he's put things back together. And the problem is there's no way of knowing 
because at any point, you know, that could be when you hear the news. And so you can't get too excited about the fact that he stayed out of trouble for two months now. Um, three months? Maybe more than that. It might it might be like four months. Something around there. Like, you're, the whole point is that it has to be over periods of time that you show that you can consistently be this person. And... Obviously, as I said, you know, three, four months, he's well on his way, but he's got to keep proving it and he's got to keep proving it. And, you know, as Carl said, it's an ongoing process, but at the same time, very good to see that he's made it this far, that, that Carl has so many positive things to say. Um, you know, the next question was, uh, you know, last year at this point, again, that was like at this point in fall camp, um, what did, you know, we were hearing about Jarek Broussard. Is there anybody who's standing out in that way so far in this camp? And what Carl said was, not really. It, to this point, it's really just been like the usual suspects, the guys you expect. Um, he said, Jarek's still one of those guys. It's good to see Alex back. Uh, he pointed out that, like, you can see just, like, when Jarek hits the hole, and a similar thing with Alex, um, first day in pads is part of the reason why it probably was on his mind, but good to hear for sure. From there, he said, uh, oh, he did say it looks like Alex has recovered. Love to hear it. Um, then he said, Levante's doing great. Uh, Dimitri, same thing. So those were your offensive names. Jarek, Alex, Levante, Dimitri. Not a huge surprise. Um, probably good to hear Levante in there. I, I guess I, I kind of expected for him to be this kind of guy at this point. But you forget what this is, is it's the end of his second year on campus. Still a young guy expecting a lot is, you know, asking a lot really. And he's capable, obviously. So good stuff there. Um, on the defensive side, Carl said, Robert Barnes. Um, he's very comfortable in what we're doing from there. He named more inside linebackers. He said Alvin Williams, uh, who moved from outside linebacker, inside linebacker, uh, Quinn Perry. He said uh, Joshka has had some uh, some positive work uh, compared to last year. And uh, Carson Wells, as you'd expect. Oh, and then the last name, here it is. Uh, Mark Perry made some plays I didn't see him make routinely last year. You love to hear it. You'll love to hear it. Um, I don't know exactly what piece is missing. That'd be a fun one to go back and rewatch. Mark Perry. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what those plays are. Um, football school has helped them start off uh, camp in a positive way. That's, a, that's a, a nice line to hear. We'll talk more about that in a second. Um, after that answer, Carl was asked specifically about Robert Barnes. Like, w w what is it about him? And he said, you know, we can feel his presence on the field. He's a veteran player. He has good experience. He reads and diagnoses well. Um, he's going to help make this a really good defense. You'll love to hear it. Um, so there's a little update on a few of the inside linebackers. Um, those are basically all the names we heard. I guess Carson was in there too and uh, Mark Perry. But even Mark Perry, you could see playing like the money spot. Um, let's take a quick break here. Uh, like I said, heard from Dimitri Stanley next. 
and then Isaiah Lewis. Some good stuff from them as well. Uh, Dimitri, super bright guy. So is Isaiah Lewis. Um, so we'll talk through some of that in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys that you can become a member of DNVR, and there are some awesome perks. Um, obviously, you get access to all the written content on the website. Uh, you get... Um, a big beer for the size of a small beer at the DMVR bar. You get access to our members only discord, a whole bunch of really cool perks. And there's a special deal right now. If you sign up to become an annual DMVR member, not only do you receive a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR locker, but you also receive a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness. What's that you ask? Holistic wellness is all about the CBD. The stick we send packs 10 milligrams of CBD, and this one is focused on recovery. All you do is pop the top of the stick, pour it in any drink, stir, and consume. They're amazing. They're so easy to use. Again, you just grab the stick, pop the top, and then stir. Check out the rever reviews at holisticwellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And better yet, they're offering our listeners 30% off their first purchase when using code DMVR30. So get an annual membership free DMVR sh shirt and a holistic stick with a coupon inside. What a deal. Uh, so uh, go jump on that. Uh, we gave you damn good beer, and now we're bringing you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, but they ship all over the United States and straight to your door. They also ship internationally. Um, they sent 15,000 pounds of meat to Peru recently, which is um, just a, a crazy amount of meat. Like, I don't even... No, there is no, like, visual, like, a picture you could show me that I would say, like, no, that's not 15,000 pounds of meat. Like, you could tell me it's, like, one of those, like, container, shipping container things, or it could be, like, 40 of those. I don't even know. Um, just a whole lot of meat. You don't need that many uh, pounds of meat, but you should still check it out. There's a whole bunch of, like, awesome stuff. Uh, the Wagyu smoked sausage, the New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank without any fillers, Two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy. Uh, their hamburger won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Um, they have registered bulls. They breed them with Angus cows. It's just a great product with no antibiotics, no hormones. Um, so head to HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use the promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off any orders over two hundred dollars and you receive free shipping uh check them out and we promise you will not be disappointed one more here and uh 68 teams started the tournament but only the best have survived DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action if you bet one dollar on any tournament game and your team wins you win $100. It's that simple. Uh, you pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100, and all it takes is a $1 bet. And, of course, that team winning the next game. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Um, where were we? Um, here we go. Dimitri Stanley. Uh, he was up next. It is always like weird because you don't see these guys for like four months and you're like oh yeah dimitri like you've you've grown up um i don't know maybe not all that much but uh he had uh a lot to say i started by asking you know about that football school you know because we've heard carl bring it up a couple of times and he's seen the benefits all that and so i said hey dimitri we've heard a lot about football school do you think it's been beneficial and he said, yes, it has been extremely helpful to us and especially to the younger guys. Um, you can see the difference on the field right now, and it's noticeable because everybody knows what they're doing. Again, that is really good to hear, especially because Dimitri Stanley, he's been around the block. Like It, it still feels like he's a, a young guy out there playing receiver. Like To me, he's always like, the the slot receiver who comes on with KD and Visca, um, but you, you realize like oh yeah he's he's been here a few years he's been here three four years, um, and because of that when he says that there is a noticeable difference and that difference is that everybody on the field knows what they're doing. That's a that's not a small story, you know. That is really good news, and and that was one of the things I brought up earlier when we talked about how you know it's really good to hear that the tackling is just in a totally different space than it was in at this point last year. Um, we heard the same thing about uh, oh the new calls and checks and the confidence in making the the new calls and checks in practice. You know, that was when Carl said it was gray last year. Um, that's not what you want to hear. That would, for example, be something you would not want to have heard today. It's like, how's the new defense going? Everybody like seem to understand what they're doing. Ah, it's gray out there. No, that's terrible news. But because we haven't had that all that much, basically anywhere again, just, just good signs. Keep stacking up. We're only one week in, uh, so like knock on wood and all that, but really, really, really good to hear that everybody knows what they're doing. And it's not necessarily like a good thing to hear that they didn't at this point in years past, but when you're looking at this program and saying something needs to change because they, they took a step about five, six, seven years ago, somewhere in there, you can pick your spot. And since then, they've been about a 500 program, which, you know, when you're a power five program, the goal isn't to be 500. It's to be better than 500 because you play, what, nine games against conference opponents if you're in the Pac-12, but nowhere else. Um, and those games you expect to split because you're all power five teams. You should all be good. Um, then you have your non-conference games and those other three games Typically, one to two of them are against non-Power 5 opponents. Um, and because of that, you know, 
500, it, it's, things could be a lot worse. And they could be a lot worse. But there's certainly room for improvement. And, and there's still probably two steps to go. You know, there's one step where you get to the, okay, we expect Colorado to compete for a Pac-12 championship. And then after that, you're just hoping for, you know, to, to catch a little bit of magic and be able to take it up to the next level. And when you look back at the last 20 years, or even 30, 40 years, and include everything that's kind of gone on in that time frame for Colorado, it is clear that, you know, somewhere in the last, like, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, there was this step that got them to, all right, maybe just below average for a Power 5 school. Last year may have been the beginning of a step. You know, it's a weird season, but there's still a step or two to be taken. And I don't know what exactly that looks like, but hearing things like everybody knows what they're doing already, and that's surprising. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it could mean that good things are on the way. And this is obviously the time of year when everybody is going to be incredibly optimistic. You know, assuming you don't get bad news and will knock on wood and hope that you know, you have a healthy final three, four weeks of camp. Um, but, you know, in general, just good stuff. And to hear Dimitri Stanley be able to say, yeah, there's a noticeable difference. People know what they're doing. Little things, but if if you're following spring camp football, you're kind of living off of little things. And so it's good to find another. Um, from there, uh, he was asked about the quarterbacks. And he said, all the quarterbacks look good. That is the start when any one of CU's receivers are asked this question and they'll be asked this question each of them multiple times between now and the start of the season, the end of the quarterback competition. Honestly, they they should all just start by saying all of the quarterbacks are good. You know, <laughs> from then on, you can kind of like say whatever you want and at least be able to say like, oh, I'm sorry you took it that way. You're good. I said that too. You're all good. And so, you know, you, you start with that. And then he kind of got in the details. He's, he said, uh, we're excited to see who comes out on top. Uh, they can all provide things we need. It's a good competition already. Um, Brennan Lewis has made a, a couple of really great throws. JT's made some really great throws. They're all making really good throws. Um, so good stuff there. Again, who knows? what is actually going on um next friday like i said i'll be out there so i guess i will but um definitely good to hear for sure uh he was asked what he thought of cu athletics and kind of how the pandemic was handled and he said you know i i thought they did a good job um they they kept people who were positive away from the team or people who were flagged for whatever reason away from the team um they were pretty strict on everything that was important um we didn't have many positive tests and again when when we did have positives kept them away uh so good to hear that again student athlete perspective um he said that over the off season he's he's feels like he's gotten faster stronger quicker um and he feels like he's halfway ready for the season already despite only going through one week of spring camp. Um, and he just now wants to see how much farther he can bring himself over the course of the next few months. Again, what you want to hear that he feels like he's ahead of schedule getting ready. Um, from there, he said that he wants to improve on his blocking and, and his helpfulness in the run game. Uh, he also thinks that he can be better after the catch. Um, he, he is returning punts again this year. So, 
that's exciting. And he said he thinks he can be one of the best in the conference. Uh, good stuff from Dimitri. And uh, let's move on to Isaiah Lewis. Um, he said that he definitely feels more confident after last season. You know, with Isaiah, it is it is tough to say enough good things about what he did last year. You know, the fact that he went from somebody who was, you know, a depth piece in a lot of people's minds to being, I mean, you can make the case that he was CU's best defensive back last season. And I think that some of the coaches on the team may make that case. Um, let's actually pull up some of these stats because I wanted to talk about these last week and then just totally forgot. But when you look at his stats from last season, um, targeted 28 times, gave up 15 catches, 142 yards. Um, that's good for a 67 passer rating in the NFL. The quarterbacks completed 53% of their passes against him. Didn't give up a touchdown. Also didn't pick up a pass, which is kind of surprising. Uh, five pass breakups all in the first two weeks of the season. Um, yeah, just, again, some good stuff there. Um, did miss some tackles, but made 36, missed four. That's not the worst. And then the tackles for loss. I, th- I, I can't find them on here, um, but those are... An impressive number if I can find them. A point is, a very important piece of this defense. And before we move into what he had to say, I feel like every time we talk about Isaiah Lewis, I should remind people that he is a really, really good football player um, and does not get enough credit for that. Um, Again, though, because of playing last year, he said that he is more confident. He feels like uh, people are more intense. He's more intense. Um, there's ready to go. In terms of the new defense, he says that he feels like he's playing faster. Uh, guys are stepping up at just about every position um, all over the roster. He said that uh, everybody seems more bought in, uh, in part because the defense is simpler. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think it, it's nice to hear a player say the defense is simpler. Um, it's easy for the coaches to say because they're really smart and have been thinking about football for you know 50 years. Um, but for people who, you know, like a, a CU football player who've been playing football for 10 or 15 years, but has been like thinking about football in like a real way for much, much less time, maybe not before they got to Boulder, sometimes simple means different things. And so it is good to hear that despite the fact that they want to be so versatile and they want to be able to do a bunch of different things, um, that, because the things that they're doing are less complicated, it is, according to Isaiah Lewis, feeling a lot simpler for the players. Because, you know, that was one of the risks that we talked about, I think, last week. Um, Another good sign right there. Um, I asked him uh, about Mark Perry just because Carl brought up Mark Perry making some plays earlier, and Isaiah said... um, Oh, I took a terrible note. My note says, not just make... So I'm not sure what that means. But he did say um, he he has a different look in his eye. Um, And he also said that he thinks that playing track and then going out to football practice, I guess playing track probably isn't the right phrase, um, but but then going after to to football practice afterward 
is kind of locking him in um, in a good way, according to Isaiah Lewis. You know, he has a lot that he has to do because don't forget, not only is he running track and playing football, he's also a college student. And so because of all those things going on, you know, it would make sense for him to be pretty focused. And it would also make sense for that to be a good thing for a 19-year-old. He might be 20. Uh, so there you go. Uh, good stuff on Mark Perry. Um, I think that is it for today. I was right. It is a little bit shorter. But um, we'll be back on Monday for a big week. It'll be the first scrimmage of spring camp. As I've mentioned repeatedly, I'm going to be there on Friday. Um, but we've got a couple practices before then. On Monday, we're going to hear from Carl Durrell and Colby Purcell as well as Christian Gonzalez. And then on Wednesday, we'll hear from Darren Cheverini and Chris Wilson, the offensive and defensive coordinators, and then Brady Russell. And then after the scrimmage on Friday, we'll hear from Carl Durrell and two scrimmage star performers. So it'll be fun to see who they choose to talk to us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that is the first of four more weeks of fall camp. Sorry, spring camp. Damn it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned to the podcast. Stay tuned to the DMVR.com where I'm writing down a couple more details uh, just for our members. Uh, appreciate all of you guys and everybody else who just hangs out and listens. So uh, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back on Monday with more, and I'll see you guys then. I think they like my Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play. Patiently awaiting When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid Cause you know we finna hit ya, hit ya, hit ya You on your own now, why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle And we ain't playing with you, you can get it anytime It started at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the line My Colorado swag in the middle Get them, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them when we see them.
Colorado I swag. I they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it, play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it, go. You know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like I think